0: Hey, you're listening to the C3 Network Podcast with Dan Holland. Our mission is to create a network of micro churches that are finding, teaching, and equipping people to be on mission. Our hope is that this encourages you. Be sure to leave us a review so you can help us share our message with more people who need to hear it. And now, Dan Holland. Welcome to week two. Last week, we talked about being single-minded, focusing on Christ and not circumstances. This week may be one of the biggest, most difficult mindset shifts that you can make, yet the most rewarding also. This one is like the joy bomb for your life. You ready? Here it is. We're moving from a mind that's focused on self to a mind submitted to Christ. From selfish to submitted, that's a a huge shift. The enemy doesn't want you to have joy, doesn't want you to submit to Christ, but God desires for you to have joy by submitting to Christ. This is not always easy, but it is possible. Part of the original software God built into every human is the ability to choose. We get to choose what to think about. We saw in the first chapter of Philippians that Paul had a single mind. He focused on Christ. This week we'll see that he also had a submissive mindset. Now, to chapter two of Philippians, and as we read, what I'd like for you to do is just to take note of the passages that stand out to you. We'll start Philippians chapter two, verse one. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded And under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose." In the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me, and I am confident in the Lord that I myself will come soon. But I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, co worker, and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. For he longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died, but God had mercy on him and not. On him only, but also on me, to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I am all the more eager to send him, so that when you see him again, you may be glad, and I may have less anxiety. So then, welcome him in the Lord with great joy, and honor people like him, because he almost died for the work of Christ. He risked his life to make up for the help you yourselves could not give me. Now, before we get to which passages stood out to you, let's talk about the fact that everybody has a go-to mindset. That is to say, we each have a default setting of how we'll think about a situation. It's our typical response of how we think, how we'll respond, feel about, talk about, think about, and, and react. Let's play this out. Imagine getting in a wreck. How do you respond? Imagine someone breaks the new Christmas gift you just opened. How do you react? You get a call from your friend saying he or she has cancer. Your response in these situations will often reveal your go-to mindset because it's your initial reaction. Is your initial reaction fear, worry, anxiety, stress, or maybe anger? Now, same situations, different mindset. You have the mind of Christ. Instead of being so worried about your car, and the cost of the repairs, repairs, you might have a perspective shift, thanking God that everyone was safe. Instead of burning anger, anger over the Christmas gift that just got broken, uh, you find forgiveness through the Holy Spirit, and you're able to overcome becoming a rage monster and taking their gift and running it over with your car. Not that I've ever done that. Your call from your friend becomes an opportunity to minister and pray versus a time to worry and fret. See, same circumstances, different mindset. And listen, this is not just positive thinking. This is focusing on Christ and the Holy Spirit empowering you to live differently, to find joy in your everyday circumstances. God created your mind as a powerful thing. And simply by focusing your mind on Christ allows you to live according to your position in Christ and not your condition. It's at this place that you discover joy. Our thoughts are like the settings on that thermostat because they act as unequivocal set points. You know what I mean by set point? Once the thermostat is, is in a room, is set to a specific temperature, that's called the set point. It's the temperature at which the switch is activated. That's likely to be the case in the room right now where you're sitting. The temperature in the room is controlled by the thermostat. What happens? If the temperature is below the set point, the heater comes on and the temperature rises. Well, when the rising temperature passes that set point, the temperature switches the heater off and the temperature falls passively. See, the set point dictates if and when a room is cooled down or heated up. That's the purpose of a set point. Once it's set, no one has to think about it. Change happens automatically. And that's my point. And that was Paul's point too. He knew that every person had a set point. It's their mindset. You could say that our mindset is our set point that determines when we cool down or heat up. The question for you is this, what is your set point? Is your mindset to focus on Christ or focus on circumstances? To please God or please yourself? We've been empowered, you see, by God, to choose our mindset. We reset our mindset by submitting to Christ. We do that by submitting to truth. Now with that in mind, let's get to the passages that stood out to you. So what passages stood out to you? If you had to choose just three, which ones would you choose and why? What was it about those passages that struck a chord with you? Underline them, highlight them, and this week copy and Paste them and text them to yourself, that's what I do with myself, so that you can think about them. You ready for mine? For me, the passages that stood out include verse three, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vacancy, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Verse 10, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And finally, verse 14 stood out. Do everything without complaining or arguing. Now, why did these stand out? Because of the all-encompassing language. They reveal for me Paul's submissive mindset. Because of that, his set point was so clear. Set points aren't vague. We set a room's temperature at 67 or 72 degrees. Thermostats are very specific. They're not vague. They don't say kind of hot, warmish, kind of cold, kind of coolish. Set points are very specific. Paul's set point was so clear, so specific, that he said, do nothing out of selfish ambition. Nothing? Well, apparently so. He said, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Every knee? Everybody? Apparently so. And he said, do everything without complaining or arguing. Now, he can't be serious. Did he mean everything? 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 Apparently so. Paul lived the way he did because he was following Jesus, and that's the way Jesus lived. His pattern for life was Jesus. Our pattern for life should be Jesus as well. Paul had a submissive mindset. This is such a powerful image. Jesus, the one who was and is the great Son of God, submitted himself to God by serving others. His attitude was to look out for the interest of others over his own, and we can and should have the same attitude as the one that Jesus had. He trusted God and lived his life on mission, which meant that he placed obedience above equality. What was important to God was more important than what was important to himself. It was obedience over preference, not my will but thy will be done. This is a submissive mindset. I have to warn you, this is not popular. The world encourages us to be selfish. Have it your way, you do you. The basic all-encompassing marketing message that gets played over and over and over is this. You deserve it. By comparison, Christ encourages us to be submissive to God. The two mindsets battle in our hearts and our souls, selfishness or submissiveness. While this may be difficult, at first, I have to tell you, it's here that we find true joy. You get to decide, a selfish life or a submissive life. A life that's all about you or a life that's all about Christ. Paul encourages us, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. We may wonder if a submissive mindset is really the way to go. We might even ask a question like, does what we do for God really matter? We might look around at others who don't care about God but seem to be getting ahead far faster than we are, and it's discouraging. We need to remember that for all of eternity, God will honor every moment that we trust him, every word we say to communicate his truth, and every move that we make to follow his leading. All those things are not only done for him, but by him as he works in our hearts. Nothing is wasted. Nothing is forgotten. Submission to Christ done in the shadows of obscurity is seen and celebrated in the halls of heaven, my friends. It's just true. Speaking of Jesus's example, one of the most challenging scriptures to me is in the book of Hebrews because sometimes we really do wonder whether God hears us whenever we pray. And this is what happened. I want you to turn to Hebrews chapter 5, verse uh, 7. I want you to mark this scripture in your Bible so that you can go back and think about it and listen to this passage as I I read it to you. Hebrews 5, verse 7. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Son, though he was... He learned obedience from what he suffered, and once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. Why were the prayers of Jesus heard? Because he submitted to God. Remember that, remember in the garden when Jesus prayed this prayer? I'm gonna take you over to Mark chapter 14, verse 36. Jesus prayed this, Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. See, Jesus asked not to die from the one who was able to save him from death. And the scripture says he was heard. In fact, it says that he was heard because of his reverent submission. What does that mean? That's a strong phrase. It means that Jesus had an attitude of deep respect, deep honor, and deference to God. Jesus feared the Lord. He was devout, and not just in his attitude, but in his actions. He set the example of what a submitted life looks like. Jesus was submitted in his attitude and in his mind. He was submitted to the Father in his actions, in all of his life. Jesus was heard because of his reverent submission. He was heard, but he still died on the cross. It's true but he was raised from the dead. He defeated death. He will never die again. He showed us that the way to life is through death. Jesus taught us that the way to truly live was to die to self, to take up our cross and follow him. If we live for the applause of people, we're often gonna be disappointed. But if we live with a deep reverence for the one who is both king and savior, we realize that he is the one who ultimately holds the measuring stick and determines which kind of life has real value. We all leave a legacy, guys, but God determines the eternal value of our lives. We can live each day with the confidence that God will one day measure our lives and give them a grade. On that day, some who appeared to be really successful might find that they weren't so hot after all. And God will smile at some who were faithful in life, but just overlooked. That's why this is true. The greatest investment that you can make in this world is in God's word and God's people. There are two things that are gonna last forever and they pay eternal dividends. Now go back to the three verses that stood out to me from uh, Philippians chapter two. And I can imagine that if you plug in the ones that that stood out for you, that this would hold true as well. You see, a mindset on what Christ has done for me would lead to, my verse 3, doing nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility would consider others better than yourself. A mindset on what Christ has done for me would realize that the day will come when, verse 10, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. See, everybody will answer to God one day. Finally, a mind set on what Christ has done for me would cause me to, verse 14, do everything without complaining or arguing. That's what it looks like to have a submissive mindset. It's an act of will. See, when I boil down this passage, this is what comes to mind for me. Maybe the same will be true for you. I can choose to, cons- to consider others and not be obsessed with myself? Why not make it your set point to look out for the interests of others? Forget yourself long enough to lend a helping hand or to allow someone to go ahead of you. Think of yourself the way Christ thought of himself. God's laws work every time, not just sometime, but every time, and they work whether or not I believe them. But to have joy in my everyday circumstances, I must have a mindset of submission to God's will. Set aside privilege for serving and being important for just being human. Do everything without grumbling or complaining. Don't complain and don't grumble for just seven days. <laughs> Try that one week. As Paul wrote in verse 13, for it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. The submissive mindset begins with faith, with believing God. Everybody responds well to being served. Fair warning, though, living this way will make you stand out. And Paul, that's why Paul wrote, you will shine like stars in the universe or in the sky, but not in the same sense of virtue signaling or posting your good deeds for all to see. That's not, what you'll, that's not how you'll stand out. You'll stand out because nothing shines brighter than serving. Just simple good living and living for God. Living on mission stands out. Make it your goal today and every day to set your mind to submit to God. That's what it means to have a submissive mindset. Let's pray. Father, we are thankful, thankful to have the example of Jesus Christ. How amazing is it that your son submitted himself to even death on the cross. How wonderful is it that he, he did that because he loved us. Thank you, Father, for loving us the way you have. And I pray, Father, that you will help us to love others in turn. I pray, Father, you will help us in our minds and in our behavior to submit to Jesus Christ. And as always, I pray, we pray, that you will be glorified. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this podcast, we post a new episode each week. So be sure to subscribe and leave us a review so you can help share our message. We'll see you next time.